Welcome to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah. Hello. This podcast is all about what are we deeply curious about? What are we thinking about? What are the things that are, you know, just rattling around in our brains? Yeah. But this episode, we're going to tackle what's going on in somebody else's brain. <laughs> and that is the brain of, yay, Kanye West. Mm-hmm. He tweets a lot. He does. And he tweets some things that might be ridiculous, but they also might, I don't know, be true. Yeah. Be smart. I don't, we'll, we're going to, we're going to tackle that. We're yeah. just going to read some things and then talk about it and see like, is there some, is there some truth to this? Yeah. Um, but before we jump into that, we just want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by betterhelp.com slash Jensen and BetterHelp is an affordable private online counseling service with unlimited access to licensed therapist. Typically, you would have a hour-long access to a licensed therapist for $150 to $250 if you were to go meet them in their office. Mm -hmm. But if you move this thing online, then you can get as affordable as $35 a week Yeah, with unlimited access. Amazing. It's super simple to sign up. Just fill out a questionnaire at betterhelp.com slash Jensen, and then you are matched with a licensed therapist and that fits what you need, what you want, your preferences for what you're needing at that time. Mm -hmm. Mental health is not something that is for if you are feeling weak in your mental health. In mental health, everybody has it. Everybody has mental health right now. Yep. In your mental health, you know, you just, uh, just like having a gym membership, you got to work out. Got to take care of it. Take care of it. So if, you know, if therapy is something that you feel like you could benefit from, which I'm here to tell you, Everybody <laughs> can. Um, you could, uh, you know, check out the option of using betterhelp.com slash Jensen um, for that. Like I said, as cheap as $35 a week. Super simple sign up and you can start with a free trial. Figure out if it's for you. If it's not, who cares? Just cancel it. Um, so Kanye West. Yes. He is a man of words. Mm -hmm. He is a uh, man of many talents, skills, and abilities. Yeah. yeah. But is philosophy one of them? I don't know. I don't know. Let, I feel like I should just preface this by saying that I'm not a the biggest fan of Kanye West. And I don't mean that, like, I think he's wildly creative and, you know, creates good things. Um, but I have a hard time with him. I just want to, pre I just feel like I should preface by saying, like, yeah. I might you have sound a, a little like because you're already biased, a little judgmental or something. But I'm not. I, I just it's he's just a lot to handle, you know. Well, yeah. So he I, has a very large ego, and that is what gets to you. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I just I just want to preface that. Although I, I didn't pull any tweets that he talks about this, but what's funny about him having such a large ego is he tweets a lot about um, ego. Yeah, love getting, over ego, getting and rid, rid of, of ego. ego, and um, well, I mean, obviously that would be on his mind. Anyways, I did screenshot. Maybe we can talk about that because I screenshotted one about ego. Go for so. it. Read it. Oh, well, it's a, a you know a series of like six tweets because that's mm -hmm. what he does. Um, it started with "Give without pride," and then your pride can be can be and will be used against you. 
I killed my ego. Who or what is Kanye West with no ego? Just yay. This is a, this is new for me, but it's just how I feel now. I don't know why. I thought my ego protected me from doubters so that I wouldn't doubt myself, but there has been a better there has to be a better way to do this. Um so, you know, whatever. Um a lot of tweets. I do think though there's an interesting question in there that I thought my ego protected me from doubters so that I wouldn't doubt myself, mm-hmm. um, which is what ego is, right? It's it's like a, a mask you wear. It's a, right. a thing you wrap around you to protect yourself or to make yourself look better and to like hide your insecurity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. And the reason I we even had this idea yeah. is... Just because we, th- we thought it'd be fun um, yeah. to like look at some crazy Kanye tweets, but then actually see if it leads to a deeper conversation. And that's what I that's what I wanted to preference, because I do think it does. I do think he's highly creative and has like a very interesting brain, you know, like I, I think he thinks interesting yeah. stuff. He's stepped um, outside of the um, monolithic thought, as he likes to say. Yes. I just have a hard time like... a tributing him to like oh man i don't want to sound i don't know how to say it like well what you're trying to I say think is people, people just, say he's a genius yeah and he's not he's just a very creative person yeah and you to elevate him to the level to say he's a genius right is giving like, him th- too much credit yeah i think i think read his t- tweets let let them question like question things you know like that's i i appreciate his stuff because of that um but like to just accept that everything he says is up yeah. here yeah it's like maybe a little and people do that people are like oh kanye he's so smart I'm like mm, uh. he's actually just like firing off a bunch of tweets we should probably like step back a minute and like see what they say you know mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah. I, he's obviously he you could say he's a creative genius yes 100 like yeah, yeah he has the work to back that up yeah but to like elevate and say like this, I'm gonna like, listen to what Kanye yeah, says. He's a genius. Yeah, it's I don't like, know. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't but, say that about very many people though. Right. Like, I would question it. I pretty much question what everybody says. So yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I can't even think of somebody I would say is a genius. Like literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but <laughs> so I I have I have pulled some some Kanye tweets. Um, just to I don't know. I mean, I think that a lot of these have truth yeah, in them yeah um so i have no particular order mm-hmm. on this other than i'm gonna read this one first because i feel like it plays right into what you just said okay of, um ego being a mask he said halloween is the only day you are not in a costume yeah and at first you're like okay (laughs) (laughs) um but then it's kind of like saying though like we walk around pretending to be somebody we're not in order to impress other people or at least that's what i read from it yeah Um, and i mean i could even see just like that we've been having this conversation with john hill a lot of just like everybody wants to be a kid um, yeah and how we're like on halloween you are socially allowed to be whatever you want to be Yep. And people just dress up in all these weird and crazy Nobody questions and quirky anything. things. But you can because this is a day when we're allowed to. Mm-hmm. And so every other day when you put on your suit or put on your like whatever to walk out in the world and be like socially accepted, 
is your actual costume. Right. And then on Halloween, you get to adorn yourself in who you truly are. Yeah. And it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. I mean... I agree with it. I think... I mean... I think there is that... It's. I've read this quote recently, and I don't remember who said it or even where I saw it, but it was something about, like, you... Every person gets to a certain age where all they want out of life is to, like, be someone else. Like, mm-hmm. all they want now is to not be them, you know? Um, which is, like, kind of depressing if you think about it. <laughs> but, like, if, but if you think about it in the fact that, like, we are, you know, adults being somebody who we're not like Mm -hmm. the world is set up that way the world is set up to make you somebody who you aren't and it takes a lot of work to combat that like so much work that 99.9 percent of people just don't right you know um i think this plays into that like you, you have to you almost like you have to fight harder to be who you truly are yeah than than to like just become who society says you right. should be. Right. It's so easy to just be like, well, I'm just going to like grow up and get married and buy a house and pay my credit card and go to work and it's fine. Yeah. You know, like that. Ha- I mean, yeah. that's I mean, it it's goes- so much easier because like, I, I don't know, I, there's a reason so many people do that, you know? Mm-hmm. I also think the idea, like, we talked about this with John, like, at some point in your life, you, like, go back to how you were when you were a kid to, like, mm-hmm. find out who you really are or, like, what you really love. Um, I also think, like, at some point in our lives, like, all we want is to be a kid again. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's such a bummer. Like, adulthood, like, means, like, losing the childlike wonder or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and I think, like... It's so easy to become what the world says you should become that the ones who don't, the ones who step outside the status quo are the ones that everybody looks up to as like the people they want to be like. Right. I mean, you know, they have people in, in like the, the Steve Jobs of the world who stepped out of the status quo of like technology and all that type of stuff. But then, I mean, even Kanye, he's stepping out of the status quo of fashion and it's like, or music or whatever it is. And and then there's other people who um, step out of the status quo of, I don't know, being a chef and like mm-hmm. with a restaurant they create, they stepped out of the status quo of what, what food, you know, type, you know, what the genre yeah. of food like should be. And then now they have like this hit restaurant. It's those people who step outside of what the box right. that the world creates. That we all admire. That we all admire. Yeah. And yet we let the world put us into it really makes no sense yeah and it makes no sense because you know we we admire all these people who step out of the box but then at the same time we turn to our friend and we're like what are you doing like Mm -hmm. no don't do that's stupid don't do that you know like it it makes no sense because they're not validated like right like we we love to um glorify the people that have stepped outside the box and have already been validated by other people Right, they've but, proven the success or whatever. But if somebody's stepping outside the box and has not been validated, and you say that's awesome, then you are risking looking 
like an idiot yeah. or, or being like scrutinized yourself because you were a, a first adopter, I guess is what you could say. Like you were an early adopter of this thing. So that means that you are stepping out, risking your image to say like this thing is cool. Yeah. But it's so weird because we want that. Like we all want that. But, but then whenever we're like presented with it, we don't do but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, because people don't want to risk their image. Yeah, but do you think it has has more to do with image or do you think it has more to do with like the fear of survival? I mean, it, it probably does play into that, like some sort of primitive part of our brain. And like, I know that's not what you were saying, yeah. but it made, made me think about that. Like probably some of that comes down to like the primitive part of survival brain and like wanting, like if we step too far out of the group you know Mm -hmm. mentality then then like we our brain is telling us that we're going to be left out to dry and starve and die because we don't have the we're outside of you know whatever you call that the tribe yeah um even though that's not actually true anymore like we're we're far from that but we are all built around this primitive brain that like we still have it like it's still there even though we have moved beyond that in our society. I also think, um, well, you said, you know, the rest of the year you put on a suit and go to work or whatever. I think part of it is probably because, like, the way our world is set up. Like, it doesn't actually allow for that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, not everybody can be, <laughs> like, a Kanye, you know? Like, I don't know. It's It's... you have to pay bills, you have to pay your rent, you have to, there's all these like responsibilities that do come along with life. And so, which I have a lot of opinions about anyway, but, um, so you do put on a costume, I guess, and like pretend to be the like working adult who knows what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, ultimately I think it comes down to in that regard, Yeah, like happiness, like like there's nothing to say that that person who who puts on the suit every day right. like and and does that like that isn't finding success and happiness in that area like cuz we're I've said it before on the podcast I even said it in the creative exchange um podcast um that there are 7 billion people in the world so there are 7 billion different de- definitions of success right. um but I think it all like stems from like even the conversation we had was like start with why like why are you doing the things you're doing like mm-hmm. it, it, it does it act are you doing it because the you're you want to live or you're I guess being forced into like the box that you know the world says that you need to be in in order to to survive and be a contributing member of society mm-hmm. or are you in are you happy there I guess. Or, like, the other option is, what is the risk of stepping outside that? Like, and doing the thing that maybe you wanted, you've always wanted to do. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe people, like, look down on you and say, like, I can't believe, like, he quit his, um, right. like, job at Frank's Furniture that he's had for 30 years. And he has, you know, retirement in 10 years to go play badminton in France. It's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, if you did it, you did it. Yeah. And if you, I don't know, we've had this conversation so many times. <sighs> I, I mean, it's just, that's like a soapbox I just always get on. Yeah, you do. Is, 
is just like doing things because of what other people think of you. Yeah. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I hate it. <sighs> Anyways. I'm Next gonna, tweet. We'll just move on. Yeah. Um. So this was, um, at Kanye West says, <laughs> we're, we're in this so-called information age, but we're starving for wisdom. I agree. And I was like... We actually just had this conversation about how I said something like, we literally have everything available to us at our fingertips, mm-hmm. but we know nothing. Yeah. Um, and I was specifically talking about it in relation to news. Um, but I think you can really apply that to anything. Right. Um, I mean, we're like in this time where there... Essentially, if it is known in the universe, then you have the resources to know that thing. Yes. And we have the ability to know so much. But I think that we, um, I think the information age has created this like shallow, Mm -hmm. maybe like way of living and way of thinking to the point now where we are lacking ultimate wisdom Mm -hmm. and that people are not making wise decisions and there's a difference between being like smart or like knowing things or whatever right and actually being wise and like knowing you're like there's like there's a depth to wisdom that i think we don't appreciate or even really consider i think but oh man i don't know maybe i'm i'm thinking about it or looking at it from like a young perspective right so like obviously the general consensus is the older you get the more wise you are right Mm -hmm. so maybe it's just that like we're all in this weird it's like the time of our generation where we're all in this weird like you know whatever um where we're just not wise in general you know Mm -hmm. because we haven't had the experience yet yeah because like the the like oldest person that could have grown up on the internet is not yet reached the age of wisdom. Right. Like, you know, that's yeah. a little bit of stretch because, I mean, yeah, but- wisdom doesn't come with age, but or wisdom isn't any particular age. Right. But. It's with life experience. Right, but life generally- experience and all that type of stuff. But, I mean, this there is no, like, 50-year-old even right. that grew up with the internet. Like, and right. grew, grew up on a on a phone with social internet. Like, right, it's all brand all new. It's, I mean, everybody that grew up with, I mean, because even myself, I'm 29 years old. There, my, I did not, the iPhone wasn't invented until I was a senior in high school. Right. Um, not that the internet, I mean, I obviously had the internet before then, but this like information age of like, yeah, but having at the your internet, fingertips, yeah. you know, having a phone with unlimited information. I mean, I was already had gone through adolescence. So, and I'm, and I'm 29. Yeah. So it's also like, like I think, it's impossible to actually know that much. Like, um, it's it's sort of like an information overload. So you just like, you can't take in anything. You know, like mm-hmm. after a certain amount of lecturing or whatever, you're just like zoned out and you hear nothing. Um, like you didn't even hear all of those horns that we're just talking. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's the same. At least that's how I feel on the internet right now. Like I feel just like, bombarded like there's so much from every angle that i just can't at all you know Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know what? Um, also, I feel like information and wisdom aren't the same thing. Right. I mean, that's exactly what this is saying. We're in the so-called information age, but we're starving for wisdom. Like, you... Yeah. You, you, we, we have so much information right now. Have we always been starving for wisdom? That's the question. I mean, probably. I mean, we, like, went through... We went through like two world wars, and we still right. Have been like go- we've never like, been very smart. We, we've human basically <laughs> we basically never had an, a uh, like extended period of peacetime. Yeah, you know, it's like because yeah, we're I mean, humans. Yeah, we suck. Um, but just like now that we have so much information, are we lacking wisdom? Is there the same amount of wisdom? Have we gained wisdom? I think that you can't even know because it's so new. Right. There, we are the trial and error generation, you mm-hmm. know? I think, actually, again, this I don't know if this really has anything to do with wisdom, but um, I saw a tweet um, from an author, and he, like, reposted an article or something. Anyway, in the article it said, like, 63% of young people, um, like the... What's the generation below us called? Z. Z. Um, wish social media hadn't been invented. Hmm. They're like, they like don't want it, you know? And I think that because they're learning, like we are the trial and error generation. Hmm. And like, I, it's interesting to to question like, what is it doing to us, you know? Yeah. Um, and I do think that it, it, offers a sort of shallow life that we're just like kind of complacent and happy with. Happy with is maybe not the right word, but like everything is so hard that it's just easier, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. That made me think of this other Kanye tweet that I pulled. Um, and he said, look at your phone as a tool, not as an obligation. Mm-hmm. Would you walk around with a hammer in your pocket? Would you... Would you pick up a hammer when you needed it? You would never be addicted or obligated to it. Use your phone like a hammer and only pick it up when you need it. Yeah, I totally agree. I actually have been feeling this a lot lately. Um, So I tend to be on my phone a lot when I'm like more anxious, which is obviously like the worst thing (laughs) you can do for your anxiety. But like, it's just like the way for me to like, actually not acknowledge the things I don't want to acknowledge, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been doing this thing. I turn my phone on do not disturb 100%. Like it doesn't come off of do not disturb. Um, I started it like four days ago and it's like the best thing that's ever happened to me. I love it. I like forget about my phone and that has not happened to me in years. Like I have, always been very conscious of where my phone is um who's who's, yeah who's i'm still very conscious i don't (laughs) want anybody touching my phone i'm very like that's like a privacy thing though i that i feel like violated if you have my phone not that there's anything on i don't i'm actually i don't do that much on my phone Mm -hmm. except for like mindlessly scroll all of the things that are bad for well, your because mental our, health. Our but... phones have become an extension of our brains. And if somebody right. has your phone, then they're like inside your brain. Right. So I still get, you know, worried about that. But um, like, for example, on Friday, I turned my phone on do not disturb and I forgot about it for like three hours. And then I was just like sitting there working, you know, whatever. And obviously I'm not like, 
completely detoxed, right? I'm just sitting there working, writing, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have a phone that I haven't checked in three hours. <laughs> like I checked my phone and I fe- it felt so good when I realized I forgot that I had a phone. And I just want more of that, mm-hmm. you know, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, it's similarly, I not do not disturb, but I turned off all notifications. Yeah. Like it, definitely on all social apps. Like, oh yeah. I turned those off years ago, like, but I no, still have a tendency to. Right. I turned off all notifications on, on social apps, but then recently, like in the last month or so, I, I turned off all notifications on every app. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously text messages come through, but that, I mean, that's not really a notification. Right. Um, so I did that. And then I've started um, implementing no screens after 8 p.m., mm-hmm. which um, I've actually like stuck with surprisingly um, yeah. for like three weeks now. Um, and that has been like huge, really nice. Yeah. I mean, not just for, like for being off my phone and like mental health, but also because I've actually read books and like I haven't finished a book in months. Yeah. Um, but now like getting rid of like that, just having a hard set, like I'm going to put this tool away now. Right. <laughs> no more jobs. No more jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, James A. Caster, if you want something on Netflix to watch, that's yeah. where that's from. Um, but like putting that away. Yeah. And then like actually getting out a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that can attribute to wisdom because, I mean, this is my opinion, but it's also truth that reading makes you more empathetic and it like teaches you more worldviews and things like that, which generally speaking gives you wisdom. You saying that maybe that's wisdom made me think of something else that was a different direction of that maybe wisdom is like having all of the information that you could ever need, want, and don't need, like, at <laughs> yeah. your fingertips. And knowing when to set it aside. Yeah. Knowing knowing that, like, wisdom would be knowing that if I don't set limits for myself, if I don't put seatbelts on my phone, then I will become entranced. I will, will, yeah. I will fall into the trap of being on my phone 24-7. And so I, knowing that I need to set limiters on myself and say that I can only be on my phone from, you know, this time to this time or whatever it is. And the fact that you know that and implement those regulations on yourself, ultimately that is wisdom. Yeah. And that made me think about a, uh, uh, like a quote that I heard a long time ago. So I may be misquoting it a little bit, but it essentially said that wisdom is owning a Lamborghini and only going the speed limit. Mm, yeah. It's like, it's, it's knowing, it's knowing that you can go 200 and X like miles per hour and not. Yeah. That's wisdom. Also, that's really good. I think, um, do you think some of it has to do with like the fear of, um, like staying relevant or like, Oh, yeah. You know, like we're, we're so scared of not being aware of what other people are talking about that like all we do is like sit on our phone. And so we don't really get the wisdom, but we have the information. Yeah. I mean, some of this is not even getting into information and more to do with social internet and social media. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, yeah, you can get information from social media, but most of it is 
I mean, it's more about human connection than yeah. it is about, which is important, um, but it, it it's not really information. And so, it, but yes, I, you're absolutely right that we, maybe subconsciously, but we think like, if I don't get on social media, if I don't post on social media, then I disappear. Right. Like, I. Why do we feel that way though? Because social media is new. Like, I in th- the grand scheme of thing, it's so new. So how is it so um, controlling? Because I think it rewires, rewires our brains because whenever you get a notification, whenever you look at social media and you're getting these updates and notifications and all this stuff, it's releasing a little do- bit of dopamine in your head. Right. And your brain will rewire itself to crave that release of dopamine. I mean, it's the same reason that anybody gets addicted to anything else. Like if anything that will release that a chemical in your brain that makes your brain feel good, it wants you to do that thing over and over and over again. Do you and think- the fact that every time Twitter lights up your phone or Instagram lights up your room, like new comment, new mm-hmm. comment, new mm-hmm. comment. And that is essentially releasing a little bit of dopamine in your head. And you're like, somebody loves me. Somebody loves me. Somebody loves me. And so then your brain loves, then, then it gets to the point where you're not even getting the dopamine at the notification, right. you're getting the dopamine thinking about it. And then you like check it. You're like constantly pulling out your phone to see if you have a notification. Mm-hmm. It's like the office whenever Jim programs uh, Dwight <laughs> to <Mint. laughs> to get a mint every time he makes that computer noise. Yeah. You know, it's like your br- his brain started to associate yeah. the noise with the treat. And so our brain starts to rewire itself to associate phone with dopamine. Surely there was something like equivalent to that like before social media like our, heroin <laughs> i guess i'm saying like aren't our brains always looking for that yeah that high so but th- th- nothing has ever been able to give us this immediate access so like e- like easily easily yeah i guess that's i mean true. like obviously like i mean heroin is a joke but at the same time like well drugs addiction yeah do, do that yeah and so but we like we know that drugs are bad yeah you know so like it keeps a lot of people away just knowing that. Yeah. And then, you know, and then there are people who actually experience drugs who then give all of us a picture of what can happen to your life if you actually, you know, mm-hmm. give into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we stay away. But nobody, nobody's lives have been ruined by social media yet. You know, to an extent. I mean, you could say that they have. <laughs> I, I think, I think we're not, we're not very aware yet. Right. We don't know the extent yeah. that it is actually hurting. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say it actually has ended lives because I get yeah. like not even we know like there has been many cases of suicide that have stemmed from online, online bullying. bullying and things like that, which only came through, you know, the social Internet. Right. Um, and I would guess, you know, this I don't know if there's any sort of study to back this up, but I would just assume that there are are many cases of suicide by depression mm-hmm. that the depression was either, you know, caused or significantly contributed to by social media. I mean, I'm more depressed when I'm on social media. And yet you still get addicted to it so easily mm-hmm. because I think it's playing into such a primal part of your brain that it's like you, you can't like you consciously in a, in a moment of strength, you say, yeah. I'm not going to be on social media. Right. But then the whenever you get tired and that strength, like, right. you know, it, it wavers. Right, because it's really hard. To, it's just like any sort of, like, withdrawal, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
it's really hard to be like, cool, all my friends are posting on their stories right now and I don't get to interact with it, you know? Yeah. Um, I also think that's like a weird it's like how I interact with my friends the most, right? Like we text or whatever, but mostly it's like yeah. responding to stories. So you f- you do feel like you do miss out on on your friends' lives. So which is just like a sad byproduct of social media that mm-hmm. we're like communicating on that instead of like in real life. Right. Um, but I do think that makes it harder to be off of it. Yeah. I was just thinking that you know, just wisdom, yeah. knowing your limits, knowing yourself. And I was thinking about, you know, what's an example personally. And I, I know that if I get, so I, I, a long time ago, it's probably been close to a year now. I started not charging my phone next to my bed mm-hmm. where I, I have to physically get up to go get my phone, which I would highly recommend mm-hmm. just that's it Um, but (laughs) having done this for months and months and months now i have now um gained the wisdom i guess that if i get up and i go get my phone and i get back into bed i will be on social media for at least an hour yeah um because i will go through you know instagram twitter facebook Mm -hmm. youtube Mm -hmm. instagram twitter facebook youtube you know whatever um, and I just like hit the apps like over and over and over again, even though like I got to the point I, I, I remember having this conscious thought of like, I got to the point where I realized that I was doing that, that like I would, anytime I would get, if I would get back in the bed with my phone, it'd be an hour, um, at least. And so I, um, there was like, I don't know, a few weeks ago or something. I like, I really didn't want to get up. Um, but I like, I wanted to like play on my phone for a bit or whatever. And so I got up and I was like, I'll just like get in bed. And I'm just going to like look at each app one time mm-hmm. an hour went by. Mm-hmm. And I, because like it me, once my brain was in it, it was in it. Yeah. Like I couldn't get well, out. Well, it's like when you're sitting on the couch or whatever with your computer open to Facebook and then you get on your phone to Facebook. Right. It's like, I've caught myself doing that crap. I don't even know how many times. And it just is so, I can't think of anything more stupid than yeah. like, switching between the same three apps on your computer and your phone at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's absurd, Yeah, <laughs> but and, you don't ever realize that you're doing it. <laughs> and so now knowing that, I guess going back to like gaining wisdom, yeah. like wisdom tells me that if I'm going to get on my phone, I need to get out of bed and stand there or, you know, right. whatever, like do not like allow myself to get into a, uh, lethargic, I guess, like position mm-hmm. and start checking my phone, like walk, you know, whatever it is like right. and check it because then it is activating. I don't know. Yeah. Just for me personally, yeah. like that is what I have found that if I'm going to like literally just like check a couple apps and then put it away, I cannot be like laying down and like in this cover. I also position. highly recommend not checking apps in the morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Create before I, you consume. <laughs> I have... I have not conquered that one yet. Yeah, me neither. Like even even I will get up and I may not do it like first thing. Like I may, you know, I don't know, like I may like listen to a podcast and mm-hmm. you know clean or do something else before possibly. I um, do it first thing. But most of the time like I'll like get up, you know, maybe go to the restroom or something, but then I'll like 
check you know my yeah. phone and then yeah. and then maybe I'll put it away. But it's like I usually don't spend a ton of time on my apps in the morning, but I I check every single morning for notifications. Yeah, it's so stupid. Well, again, it goes back to that dopamine. Like yeah, we like we are are drawn and addicted. Like first thing in the morning, we got to get our fix. I hate it. I mean, it's just like if you were like addicted to nicotine, like the first thing you would do was is smoke a cigarette. Yeah, it's true. Or caffeine too. I mean, yeah. there's a reason everybody gets coffee in the morning. Yeah. I mean, I don't have, have like a bunch of suggestions. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I have a a few suggestions that I've tried that have actually made my life better, but I haven't ultimately yeah. figured out like how to conquer the tool. I also, think it's just wisdom is just about self awareness. Yeah. And just like really paying attention to your your actions and your motives Mm -hmm. yeah one thing about kanye tweeting he said you know would you walk around with a hammer in your pocket yeah um what he's forgetting is that we had decades of hammer loops on every every pair of jeans yeah well until the phone was invented and then they took the tool changed yeah everybody used to walk around with a hammer every day because that's that's the only tool we had that's actually i know you're joking but it is kind of correlated like the, (laughs) the the hammer the hammer loop. Pocket, yeah, the loop did go away around the <laughs> internet time. <laughs> I mean, growing up, and I mean, even like... It was even the 90s, if, right? Yeah, I mean, even in high school, some of my jeans had hammer loops. Like, you couldn't even... Like, you couldn't buy jeans without a hammer loop. Why did you even have a hammer loop? I don't know. I never carried a hammer. You didn't? No. It's weird. <laughs> it's like the first thing I grabbed in the morning. Uh. <laughs> um, most fear is learned. I I agree. I would say all fear is learned. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I would say all because I do think that humans do have like an innate fear for certain things. Um, However. I mean, what's something a baby's scared of? I don't know. I'm not a baby. I can't. I don't know what babies think. I mean, I guess you you can scare babies like you can like jump scare them. No, but that that, that's not fear, though. Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying like a toddler. Like, you have to teach them everything they need to be scared of. Right. There's a reason they just burn their hands on the oven or whatever. Right. And, like, they just run out in the street and they just, like, jump off of, like, literally right. will just jump off of things. Right. And you're like, what are you doing, you idiot? I like, also think. What are you, a tiny human being that hasn't been taught anything? But doesn't. <laughs> don't you think there are certain, like, predispositions that some people have that others don't? I No. I think their no? parents taught them that. Really? Yeah. I mean, think about like kids that you know. Yeah. That there, you know, there was they. This kid had parents that were more neurotic and they were more like protective, and they're like, don't, 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 don't. And then you have you know other examples of parents who let their kids just do whatever they want. The kid with the parents who let them do whatever they want are kind of fearless. Yeah. The kids that had the neurotic parent are like they're scared of everything. Yeah. It seems like there would be something that like just like an innate like because we are like wired for survival. You know, yeah. so like there's got to be something innately in us that like understand and maybe it's not a fear, but maybe we just like recognize danger. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, I we don't know. are. We definitely are all born with the fight or flight response yeah. um, because that is like, you know, our primitive brain. Like, it's, yeah, it's, that's what causes so many of our um, actions. Yeah. Um, so we do have that. When is that activated? I don't know. I'm not like, you know. Right. A doctor scientist. Um, (laughs) But I do have the information at my fingertips. Um, (laughs) I could probably learn it if I wanted to. But, I mean, what I would guess is 
I mean, I just, I just don't really see the flight or fight response. I mean, you're right. Like my, my Aside sister's- from murder, like, I mean, you know, like hurting, like uh-huh. I think, I feel like a child, if, if, if you were to like start hurting them, like, and they felt like if they don't run or fight, you know, that they're going to get hurt. I feel like that response would probably be active. Yeah. But as far as like, I mean, my, but I'm, I understand I'm taking, what you're I'm saying. taking this more so out of, out of not like the fear of. I'm saying fearlessness in everything else, like in, yeah. in doing things. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like my my sister's kid, he's pretty fearless, and because like she just like lets him do, right. you know, whatever, teaches him by <laughs> letting him do it, yeah. letting him do it, and he's fearless. Um, and then in the same way, like one of the kids that like they hang out with is terrified of everything, um, but his mom is like pretty protective. So I think, yeah. I think uh, I would agree with Kanye and also expand that all fear is learned. Um, (laughs) That would just be my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, At Kanye West says, naps are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong, but isn't it scientifically... I kind of disagree. Said though. that I don't think naps are awesome. I know, but don't they say that you shouldn't take naps? That it's actually bad for your like sleep cycle or whatever. I mean, they're. I don't take naps very often, but but mostly because I have no self control and I can't do like a a quick nap. Like my nap is like three hours, and then I don't go to sleep till like four a.m. Yeah, I mean, there are some. I I've heard different things like throughout my mm-hmm. life in in especially like reading and listening to like productivity books and podcasts and all that type of stuff. Like there are some people in like that have studied this that like say, yes, like naps are like beneficial others that say like, it's, you know, not mm-hmm. and depend on whatever. I don't yeah. know. But I, do... I think, I think long naps are not beneficial. Like right. a, a I, and very, I can't very do a short, short, like, I, yeah, I like can't do it. You, I think it, I think, don't Falling they say asleep, like twenty minutes or something or less? Like it's it's that you don't want to enter a REM cycle. The thing for me is like, like how do you even fall asleep in twenty minutes? I know. I l- literally every single night lay in bed for two hours trying to fall asleep. There's no way I could just like lay down on the couch real quick and take a quick twenty. No, that's not a thing for me. And then maybe that's why I take long naps because it's like such a sh- like it's a marathon getting myself to sleep. So like I'm going to enjoy it while I'm asleep, you know? That's why I like take long naps. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm already here. Might as well <laughs> might as well get it all in. Yeah, I never take naps. Um yeah. <laughs> How to not kill yourself part 1. Avoid being tweet. around people who make you want to kill yourself. I love this tweet. It's one of my favorite Kanye tweets ever because one, it's true. And also, it's just kind of snarky. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yes. As far as a deeper conversation around that, like, I mean, really, it's, like, the people you surround yourself with oh, are man. the number one factor to how you're going to feel. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, yeah. Yes. I, I don't, mean, I don't even, like, I, I used to, and even just, like, um, not even just, like, who you surround yourself with, but just the like understanding that you need to be surrounded by good people. Right. Right. Like we all kind of sort of believe we can do this thing on our own and like, I'm going to prove you wrong. And like, you'll see, I'm going to make it. I will show you like, Mm -hmm. it's very much like 
we're very, I don't know, what's the word? Self-centered. Um, mm-hmm. but Ego-driven. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you really can't do it on your own. Like, Right. And, and also, it's really depressing to do it on your own. And so... But what I'm trying to say is, like, we don't value relationships like we should. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll just hang out with you because it doesn't even matter. You know, like, there's this, like, kind of, like, flippant idea, I think, about, like, who we surround ourselves with sometimes. We let proximity decide who we're going to hang out with a lot of times. Yeah. Like, the people, you just, like, happen to be friends with these people because they happen to be the people who got right. hired in your department And sometimes that's really great. Sometimes it works out that way. My best friends in life are because of proximity. Um, but they also happen to be the best people I've ever met. Um, so, I think like, but, some, sometimes proximity makes a difference. Like, it does... Yes, but that proximity was a was church i mean so in that proximity, right it was because i placed myself right. in a healthy situation exactly uh, like f- for the, me the proximity was that you put yourself in a um kind of a like-minded um, environment of people who were oh, who just, were all choosing to put themselves in a position of growing towards health right like i, I chose to like yeah Versus, be like okay i don't want to do this but I'm going to because I know it's healthy for me. Right. Um, Versus and, like if, if you were to become friends with like some people who are in, happen to be in the apartment at work or whatever. Yeah. Not that those people could not be great people. Right. But a lot of times those friendships are based off of toxicity. Yeah. And the fact that you both have a common enemy. I've had good friends in you know? work that it was all based around complaining about our boss or whatever, right. like whatever was happening in the office. It's like unity and hate. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, um, actually recognizing, uh, sometimes it's easy to recognize like the people who make you want to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes right. like you have no idea that somebody is making you feel worse. Um, and it's, it's just like, it takes a lot of, we're just really huge. <laughs> I I feel like we just regurgitate the same stuff all the time. But like self awareness is right. the most important thing, and and it takes a lot of awareness about who you are to recognize like, oh, that person is really nice or cool or whatever, but they're not healthy for me, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make it that doesn't make them bad necessarily. Right. It just means that you guys shouldn't be as close as you are, yeah, or whatever. Um, two things. One, Gary Vee has made an entire career out of regurgitating the same four things over and over again. Oh, so wow. who's to say we can't do that? Yeah. Um, You're two right. is that Kanye also tweeted, um, this other thing that goes right into what you just said of, you can love people that you don't want to go to lunch with every day. Yeah. Um, it's so true. And it's like, I've, this is a thing that I have it took me a lot of years to learn this, but I've like recently learned it that because I, I never want to like upset anybody or disappoint anybody or whatever. I, I love people and I want people to feel loved from me. Um, but you are only so much and you can only be so much and do so much and love so much. And I mean that in a not in a like selfish way like oh i'm not gonna love you because i love this person you know i don't mean it like that but you can only just give you can, out you can only so give much. out so much yeah. um and th- for a really long time i i stayed so like 
unhealthy in a certain like situation because of that, because I wanted this person to know that like I loved them. And so, but what all it did, they just remained the unhealthy thing that they were being. And all it actually did was make me incredibly depressed about it. Like it didn't, it didn't make them feel more loved because you can't actually make someone understand or like you can't make someone else healthy, I guess. Like that's just, that's not a thing in your power. And like the, the more love you give to them doesn't necessarily change how they feel about themselves. So like, Loving them from a distance is a thing that is totally okay. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my friend this um, recently because she was having like a a relationship problem. And, and I told her, I was like, the, the, you're only responsible for you. That's it. That's all you can do. You did your part, but you cannot control how they react. And all that you worrying about how they react, the only thing that does is make you more unhealthy, which isn't healthy for them either. Mm-hmm. So like you have to make sure that you are healthy and it's not coming from a place of selfishness, you know, it's coming from a place of love. It's right. coming from a place of like, I need to be the, the best me I can be so that, so that I can like help you when you're ready. Right. I guess. Yeah. I mean, loving people, from a distance, I think is one of the things that a lot of people have to learn. Yeah. Um, because it's like they equate like you know, spending like time in close quality time or whatever, like right. with that person, like as love. But you just because you distance yourself like from the time. Right. Like doesn't mean that you can't continue to show love towards that person. Like you don't have to be rude, hateful or. Yeah. I mean, I, absolutely 100% do not ghost people. Yeah, like, no. But I, I, there's this quote that says something like, um, you don't have to set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Um, dang, girl. And I think that, <laughs> I think that's this. Like, it is never your obligation to, like, to sacrifice yourself for somebody else's happiness or right. whatever. Like, it's not your obligation to, yeah. to do that. And they shouldn't be requesting that from you. And if they are, then that's not a relationship you want to be in, mm-hmm. you know? And that not just, like, romantically, but, like, yeah, every absolutely. kind of relationship. Right. Yeah, just, re- you know? like... Don't set yourself on fire to keep others warm. I think that's... Yeah, remove yourself from toxic people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, it is 100% okay. You have my full blessing um, <laughs> <laughs> because of all the authority I have in your life. Um, <sighs> but it is 100% okay to completely like cut somebody out of your life mm-hmm. who is bringing toxicity and drama and hate. This is the thing that's into your life. Like there is exactly you, what I you had should, to do. You should not feel bad at all. Right. To remove that from your life. You can, and you can do that maturely and you can do that in love. You can. You have, the, the only thing you have control over in that situation is how you remove yourself. Right. And you can do that well. Mm-hmm. But it, you It's don't, hard you, to do it right. well. It's hard to do it well. And it, it's, it's not the, the norm to yeah. do it well. Yeah. Um, the norm is to literally ghost and mm-hmm. to make that, you know, whatever. But regardless of all that, the whole point of it is, though, 
uh, honestly, if you need, if the only way you can get out of it is to ghost them, just do it. Like, yeah, they, the, there, you should not feel bad at all for doing it. Like to, for removing that from your life. Right. As long as I, again, I think you should always look at your motives and like why you're doing what you're doing. Um, cause I don't think like, it's really easy to make excuses for yourself and like not hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. for like your own actions. Um, I never want to do that. You know, right. I always want to like be aware that I'm also an imperfect human being who's like made mistakes in this relationship, you know, but like, yeah, if it's toxic, leave, it's, you know, right. You have to, I mean, because ultimately love people from afar, if that's what it takes. Yeah. And ultimately you will become mm-hmm. the five closest people that you hang out with. Right. Um, and so if those five people are not in some part a picture of who you want to be, yeah, then you need to distance yourself from whoever. Right, like, you need to those figure people. that out. Yeah. Because you will become them. And I, I also want to like add a thing on there. It's not just in business that that like you're not you shouldn't just look at like oh these people are successful no, so like I, I know I wasn't even thinking business wise well a lot of people like attribute they're like okay this person has this like everything I feel like everything we do is like centered around our career and I just yeah, I just it, it is saying it isn't like, true in all aspects of life like yeah the if you want to talk career like you the potential like the five closest people around you whatever level of career they're at you will probably be the average of whatever that is. Your income will probably be the average of the five closest people around you. Right. But your everything else too, like your maturity, your uh, empathy, your love, your, you know, whatever, your, your mental health, your physical health. Like if, think about that. If, if you, you do not work out right now, but think about if your five closest friends were constantly working out and they were (laughs) super crossfitters, yeah. The likelihood of you becoming a CrossFitter is so, so Well, here's high. a good example. Um, I We recently got a gym membership, and I, I mean, haven't been too great at going. Cons- I mean, we've gone once a week Yeah, since we got it, maybe twice. Twice a week, twice a week I think. Um, but, like, this past week, I hadn't gone at all. Mm-hmm. And my friend, who she is um, a big proponent of working out. And also lives in Australia. She texted me and she's like, hey, how's the gym going this week? I'm like, funny you ask. I haven't been at all. She's like, you still got three days. Go tomorrow. And I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like that's what like it. It's a helpful to have people who are like, you know, want good for you. Right. That's I think. But then on the flip side of that, think about if. If the five closest people are, you know, around you and even if it's only three of those or two of those like um are huge complainers yeah and they're constantly complaining about everything you are going to become a complainer yeah you are going to start being drawn into those conversations and you're going to start seeing their side of of their complaining and you're going to start feeling like you know a part of the conversation because they're they're constantly complaining and so like oh i can be a part of this conversation because if i'm complaining with them we're like going through this and like yeah. we're growing together i guess like you know whatever it is like all this is subconscious obviously but it's like and it, it literally applies to everything like, yeah it does whatever those people are around you the people that are around you are the people that you're going to become so choose wisely
Yeah. And love people from afar if you need to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this one's just funny. Um, okay. There's no such thing as an old living person. People from thousands of years ago are old, perhaps, but if you're alive, you're young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that's one of those that I say, like, maybe we shouldn't take everything he says to heart. Yeah. You know, like, that's one of those tweets I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. Do I agree that, like, 80 years is not that old? Of course. Like, but it is relatively old. In the scheme old. of thousands of right. years, of course. It's called relativity. And but you will the, only leave to, rel- live to be 85, so. In the relativity of your life on this earth, you are towards the end, a.k.a. you are old. Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking from the span of your the body dawn of old. existence, <laughs> then yeah, you're 85. Like, I mean, the, the existence of human beings is a blip on the radar of the existence right. of the universe. Like, yeah. We're all little little babies, Yeah. if you're talking about that. But your body can only last so long, yeah. so... <laughs> So guess yeah. what? You be old. That, that's one of those tweets that I'm like, eh, all right. Okay. And then I want to end on this last one that I actually don't think he tweeted this because I looked it up. I tried to find it. I found multiple articles where this thing, where this was quoted by Kanye West, but then I found some that were like source unknown though. So like mm-hmm. this quote is attributed to Kanye West, but I couldn't actually find a source. Gotcha. Um, it, would you believe mm-hmm. the things that you believe if you were the only one who believed it? Yeah. So I saw this back in 2016 and it really um, wrecked me pretty much. I like I read it and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think everything I've ever thought is a lie. <laughs> what are we doing on this earth? I have no idea. Like it was just like a whole I was like, ah, what do I do with that? You know? Um, but to be fair at the time, well, not to be fair. I mean, I still feel that way. Um, it was like election season and there were like the emotions were running high, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so there was like a lot that went into it, but I do, regardless of whether it's from Kanye or not, it is a question that I feel like everyone should ask themselves, um, and a question that's almost impossible to answer, too. Right. It's, it is impossible to because answer. Because my immediate... And I I sort of thought about this through, like, the lens of faith. Because that's kind of, again, like, election season. Like, everything was, like, happening at once. Right. And it was a mess. Um, but, like, if we're talking about, like, your faith or religion or whatever you want to call it. Like, if you're the only person who believes in that faith no one in their like logical mind would be like yes i'd still believe it mm-hmm. no you wouldn't because it's crazy yeah like it's it's absolutely crazy so then that makes you question like well do i even believe it now or why do i believe it or what does it even mean you know right. like there's all of these things that go along with it and that can get like crazy like a rabbit hole of just like existential crisis right Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's worth asking yourself because like you have to know why you're doing what you're doing and and you have to know you don't you don't have to know why you believe necessarily like i think i guess what i'm saying is like there's feelings that go into it and there's like experiences that go into things that you believe and it's not just like fact and you know there's like more mystery to the universe than we give credit for sometimes I think and like you do have to like like 
you have to consider that um, as part of like who you are. But I do think like you have to you have to have a general basis of like why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if it's not. I don't know if it's not like because of like an experience that you've encountered um, or like a deeply held belief of life or whatever. Like I'm not trying to like call it all faith because I don't think that that's necessarily I, I don't believe that everyone is going to like have like a religion or a faith or whatever. But I think that there's this like mystery of the universe that you everybody feels and everybody knows. And like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I mean, I'm just rambling, but I do think that I just think that if you're not questioning why you believe what you believe, then what are you actually doing? Yeah. Like it's important to not just like go with what everybody says. Yeah, I mean, outside of even faith, it's like you have party politics and you have like right all of these, you know, you have a large group of people who believe in what the Republican Party is saying. You have a large group of people who are saying, you know, believe in yeah. what the Democratic Party is saying. And it's like if you picked one of those those people out and it, right. it's on each side and you're like, would you believe everything that you were standing for? Right. If you were the only one who stood for this? Right. The answer would be no on both accounts. Like, because most of it is learned irrational like right. you know things right but in, in this in this thing it is like you probably would not like believe it yeah there, and that's to I say like think... not everything right you know but there are you know piece pieces of it though yeah and then on on the faith side like for me it's like you know i am a christian and i believe in god and jesus christ and the holy spirit and i believe they are god one in the same like mm -hmm. the trinity um and like that is my faith and to think about would i believe that if i was literally the only one who believed it i mean no yeah. like i don't because i don't but that is based on my my current life experience like because there is a potential that i would believe it if i was the only one who believed it if i got like a visit from god Right. And he was like, well, I think, hey, yeah, like, that's like, hey, Cody, like, this is me. This is my son, Jesus. Have you, have you, have I introduced you before? Like, then, yeah. you know, then that would be different. But I'm thinking, like, if, if not having like a spiritual, like, you know, right. thing like that, it's like, then, and I just happened to stumble upon the Bible, like, in some dusty old closet and I started reading and nobody believed it. And like, that was, I was the only one who found it. It's like, for me, to say that, like, I would end up believing it is, I feel like, pretty slim. Yeah. Because I, I feel like the faith that I believe in is so intertwined with community. Mm -hmm. And, like, like the way that I know and the way that I'm taught and the way that, you know, I grew up is, like, in, in, in what scripture says is, like, God, you know, he built his church, you know, because people are made to, like, come together in community in that thing. Right. But then it's, like, I think about, you know, being a believer and then going through the all of the life experiences that I have. And now I'm going to, you know, shift the question and say, if I, my, everything is the same, my life is the same, everything that I've experienced is the same. A, some sort of shift happened in the world where nobody believed. Mm hmm. In what in in the Christian faith anymore, 
um, like if for some reason there was right. a fallout. I I would I don't know. It would be my answer then because I have actually had so many personal experiences with God and with my faith in such a um, miraculous and such a spiritual deep connection that it would be hard for me to just turn away from that and, yeah, but, and say like this doesn't exist. But I think what if like I don't know if we're theorizing here mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and everybody decided like oh Christianity isn't a thing. Um, what if they figured out somehow like oh those experiences you were having was actually this. Right. It wasn't God it was you know something else. I mean would you still be like no it was God. I mean I don't know. I would get like if I was just to guess I would say for a while, I would deny it. Yeah. And I would say it was God. And then if I was the last one, <laughs> the last holdout. Yeah. I mean, the likelihood of me, like, turning over to the spaghetti monster God, like, yeah. then probably. Yeah. Like, it would be so hard. It would I be just, so I difficult. Think, yeah. I think that for me, regardless of, like, if it was a thing and then, like, everybody decided it wasn't or whatever, like, just the... I guess I am just a person who constantly questions no matter what, like, and not, not out of a place of, um, well, I guess maybe out of a place of doubt or whatever, or like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. I just have a hard time saying anything with any certainty, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, um, literally in ask me anything in my life and I'll tell you. And in the next sentence, I'll say the exact opposite because I'm like, Oh wait, but maybe it's the, Oh wait, but maybe it's this like actually, um, on the podcast we recorded with Sarah Dietschy, I did that in my head during the, <laughs> mm-hmm. during the interview we were talking about, um, like if, if females, uh, female pronouns had been used in the Bible versus male, like would the world look different? You know, things like that. And, and I said something like, you know, it makes me wonder like, um, all these like female owned and operated businesses that are coming up are like all female employed, right? There's like no males who work there. Like, are we doing the same thing that the men have done by like, you know, uh, I'm not discriminating, but like hiring all, yeah, excluding. Um, And then Sarah started talking about something. And in my head, I I wanted to say like, but actually I don't think that's true because we've been oppressed long enough. We can do whatever the we want. Like I, I would like, (laughs) I just like, I, I really do feel like, like I have these such opposing like ideas all the time. And like, I don't really know, like, I don't, I don't know, you know? So, like, I I ask that question, and I say, like, oh, I wouldn't believe. Are you just shocked that I just said the F word or something? Yeah. Because you're just, like, staring at me. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say the F word. Well, I think it in my head. Like, I, I just, I have opinions. Like, I have strong opinions, and, like, in my head, that's how it goes. It goes, like, no, I wouldn't believe, but yes, I would believe because I have these experiences but would those experiences even be attributed to god i don't know like it's just constantly like doubt i don't know it's constantly questions and i think that about 
literally everything, anything you could possibly ask me a question about. So like you may ask me a question and I will give you my 100% opinion, honest, true opinion. And the next day I'll decide something different. And it's not because I, I don't, it's not because I'm wishy-washy. It's just like, I, I just really see a lot of different like angles. And so I can't figure out which one is the like, the right angle, you know? Yeah. So that question, it just messes me up every time. Like, I don't know, probably not. I don't know what we're all here for. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like there's, there's just so much. It's an impossible question to answer. Um, It's definitely impossible. I've thought about it for two years and I that's the most articulate I can be about it. <laughs> it's like, <"Mah." laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's definitely an impossible answer, a possible impossible question to answer because you, you have no idea like what circumstances would lead to that. Right. Um, and so like you basically have to put yourself in like a multiverse of like, you know, and put yourself in an alternate reality. Yeah. Um, but which yeah. is impossible. Impossible to actually know. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, the likelihood of anybody believing anything that nobody else believes is so low. Yeah. Um, I think it goes straight back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the podcast about breaking the status quo and how hard that is. Like, these people aren't even like, I mean, they are believing something, but like, they're stepping outside of the status quo of what we're supposed to do. And, you know... Th- they are one of the few who believe it, but there are people validating, right. you know, them at, at some point. Right. And then some people start following them and like, you know, believing that that is a, you know, a, a good pair of shoes, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but would that person, like, let's say Kanye, since we're talking mm-hmm. about him, mm-hmm. Kanye makes the Yeezy and he think he believes it's the best shoe ever designed, mm-hmm. but then nobody buys it. Nobody right. thinks it is the best shoe ever designed. Does he still believe it? That turns into the um we were talking about this a couple days ago about um what's popular versus what's good. Mm-hmm. Um we were specifically talking about songs, I think, mm-hmm. but um I guess you could like really I mean, put that into anything. anything. Um like this work that the artist worked on they believe it's their best work ever and it's kind of like a commercial failure. But like the thing that they wrote in like two seconds is actually like super popular and everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. So like what's the definition of good and successful? Right. I don't know. But it's like... But then like if the shoe fails, if the design fails, do you still believe that it's the best design you've ever made? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, again, it just depends on what you're defining as best. Are you defining it as good and, like, taste, or are you defining it as successful? I mean, it technically could be the best design you've ever made, but you just happen to suck. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility, (laughs) I guess. But there are, like, a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, like, stand by what they believe is their best work, but wasn't successful. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it just depends maybe what you define as like best yeah i don't know yeah i would i mean 
ultimately, for me, I think I am able to stand stronger, I guess, than you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like because you, every time, like even like this conversation, I'm like, you're you're like, well, I think I would say blah blah. blah. I'm like, that makes me uncomfortable to even think about. <laughs> but also, I am one to naturally want to break the status quo. Right. And I I naturally choose to do what I want, like what I believe is best over what the world says is best, which is literally the definition of breaking the status quo. Yeah, um, but I don't think that... I think you have a much harder time with that, though. No, it doesn't come from a place of um, what the world's status quo is. I don't I don't really care about like what the world thinks is popular. But you care what people think about you. Of course, who doesn't care about what people me. think about them? I know, but then you, it makes me cringe every time you say that. <laughs> I get that. I think you are an anomaly. Um, and I don't think, I care about what people think of me, but not, not in the way that I want to be like everybody else. I don't want that at all. Like, right. I, not even a little bit. And it's not, it's, Everything for me comes from a place of, um, well, like this, I guess not everything. This particular conversation for me comes from a place of just like, I do not feel certain about anything ever. It has nothing to do with like, you know, what I care about, like people think of me. It has Mm -hmm. everything to do with the fact that I don't feel comfortable saying that I'm certain about anything. Because I could be wrong. Like, everybody could be wrong. Yeah. And I think it's dumb to, like... But do you no think... No offense. I think it's... It, it is so innately backwards from me to, like, say that I'm confident in anything. But do you think that stems from the fear of people thinking you are an idiot? No. It stems from the fear of, I understand that I am only so much that I cannot understand everything. I I know that I don't know very much. Right, which is wisdom. But I think you also discount how much you do know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I question everything. That's what I'm saying. Like I, everything I do think believe whatever. I think it and then I'm like, mm, maybe I don't think it. Like yeah. everything is contradictory. But it's not from a place of like, oh, I'm so scared about what they think of me. So I'm going to change what I think. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not that at all. It's just that I understand that I know nothing. So why not ask the other question? Why not look at it from 50 different views? That's exhausting, but that's what I do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that that is wrong. Like, in, in, in I just, I'm not saying that what you're doing is wrong, but also how much of it is at your own detriment? Probably a lot. I mean, I don't know. But that did like, I mean, what, you know, we were talking about what wisdom is and all that type of stuff. And like wisdom, being smart, Mm -hmm. intelligence is knowing how much you know Mm -hmm. and being wise is knowing how much you don't. Yeah. Um, And so I don't think there's like, yeah, anything wrong with that. And we, every, you should question everything. Yeah. Um, But 
is questioning everything keeping you from ultimately doing anything? Don't know. I question that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't. And I, But I don't know how to not question anything or everything. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like what I was getting at before we jumped in to that bit was ultimately what I believe, what I believe is I don't know, um, but based like uh, I'm, I'm taking the faith angle here mm-hmm. um, based on my personal experience with mm-hmm. God and the the supernatural miraculous things that have happened in my life that I have personally not only just witnessed but literally been affected by it would I I would not say impossible because I have no idea but it would be very very difficult for somebody to talk me out of what I believe yeah well I don't know I talk myself out of what I believe all the time so (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it um thanks Kanye for the conversations yeah (laughs) keep on tweeting um so thank you guys for listening to this episode of deeply curious um one thing I want to throw out before we end the show is if any of you guys have any curious uh topics or questions that you think would be make it for an interesting podcast we're always open to having you guys submit those um you can just comment on the youtube video or tweet either one of us all of our you know links and all that stuff is in the show notes um so if you have any deeply curious questions that you think would be a fun one for us to tackle just let us know could be fun yeah um if you want to check out our merch you can get some deeply curious uh shirts or mugs um you can do that by going to shop.codyjensen.com and also this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. you can check out their services by going to betterhelp.com slash jensen you can just do the free trial figure out if that is if if an electronic uh licensed counselor you know it's not electronic it's a real person (laughs) but over technology using technology um if if that see if that would be a thing that you would enjoy you can uh just sign up for the free trial at betterhelp.com slash jensen thank you guys for listening we appreciate your ear holes and your eyeballs if you're on the youtubes um and appreciate you see you next one bye